Cryptocurrencies have become mainstream. As a result, many people heading into retirement are wondering if it's right for them. Is it worth the risk? Bottom line, crypto remains a gamble, and you need to be smart about your investment. On today's show, some cryptocurrency questions answered. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Jones. Welcome to your retirement. Chuck Caton here, along with the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies with over a score of years of experience. And they are the uh, folks that can give you that retirement lifestyle review. And in studio, once again, we have Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel. And uh, we're going to uh, do some cryptic talking, but maybe not too much of it here because it's, a, it's still kind of a mysterious thing to me uh, about crypto. And it's made a lot of people very wealthy. There's no doubt about that. But just as quickly as uh, they increased uh, their worth, they also managed to lose it because of the volatility. So I guess the rhetorical question, Sam, is it going to be right for some of our listeners? And I know you want to dig in along with uh, uh, Andy and, and, and Luke to talk about what crypto is and what it isn't. And I completely am uh, flummoxed. I, I, I don't know anything about it, uh, kind of scared about it, but crypto for retirement is growing in popularity, that's for sure. And I wonder where Sam Duell stands on it. Yeah, you're right. It is it is growing in popularity, uh, but you're absolutely correct. You're in the same boat as many, many people are. Uh, crypto tends to be a, uh, a very unknown uh, entity for most people, um, myself included. I, I will admit I have not spent a huge amount of time studying crypto because I don't understand it. Uh, I don't understand it's it's real hard for me to wrap my head around so um it's something that that is difficult for some people to understand uh but there was a recent survey uh there was a company called capitalize that said that 20 percent of 1004 people uh employees that uh, they surveyed that are soon to retire are currently investing in a form of digital assets uh, but on the other hand a more sizable portion 63 uh, percent of generation x and baby boomers felt that investing in digital assets such as crypto uh, among others, could result in major losses. So we are seeing an uptick in it, uh, but there's still a whole lot more people that aren't using it, Chuck, than are. Yeah, it's interesting because, Andy, uh, it's still a lot of uh, unknowns for a lot of people. And uh, again, I, I have to admit, I don't understand it. I, uh, it's a coin, but is it, uh, is it like gold or silver? And I guess it's still uh, too unknown for some people, right? Well, I think so. I mean, like Sam was saying, it's a little bit of this sort of what is it? How does it work? And because it's not something that's exactly tangible, you don't really actually handle it, hold it, touch it, all of that stuff. So although it's played a massive role in our society in a, well, very short amount of time, I think a portion of the American population is still unaware of what it is, how it works, how to invest in it. And older investors between the ages of 55 and 64 years old make up 11% of the current crypto investors, and that's according to the CNBC Select and Dynata. So on the other hand, individuals aged 18 to 34 make up almost half of the current crypto buyers. So that's taken up 45% of the market, while 35 to 44-year-olds come in second with 37%. So crypto might be a big deal for those who are still open to running the risk, but for the older generations, crypto remains just a fad or even an unknown market that they are not willing to enter. Well, it kind of reminds me uh, of uh, the older generation uh, still being afraid of uh, uh, Twitter or Facebook or running a computer or doing things online. It may, it may go hand in hand in that, but Luke, I think there are more uh, issues with this, like security risks, right? Yes, there are security risks, Chuck. Um, and what 
you know, has attracted many investors and buyers into this crypto world is the decentralized nature of it. And by decentralized, we just mean that um, there's a distributed network making decisions. It's not just one individual or an organization that's sort of calling the shots behind the scenes. So this has been great news for investors who, who want to enjoy a high level of privacy, if you will. But on the other hand, the crypto community security seems to be contributing to um, ensuring that other safeguards are in place. But there's some risks here. Uh, we've seen many different ransomware attacks and so forth against these different companies where um, millions of dollars has been lost as a result of these attacks. So there's other areas of precaution that need to be taken. Um, this isn't all, all the kinks haven't been worked out yet in this space. All right, we're talking in the Fox Valley here with our fine friends at Dual Financial Strategy about cryptocurrency. And uh, tell me, Sam, about uh, Bitcoin IRAs, for example. That's just one kind of category here. And I know we're talking about potential regulation here, but uh, are people actually uh, like they're investing in gold and silver, investing in Bitcoin for their individual retirement accounts? Well, there are some banks and some other major financial institutions that now offer basically soon-to-be retired workers in their IRAs uh, an option to invest in cryptocurrency through an IRA. Um, and that's the name of it. The introduction of this thing called Bitcoin IRA makes it easier uh, and somewhat more secure for small time investors to get a piece of the, you know, the crypto pie. According to findings since March of 2020, uh, there's been about $400 million in retirement investments that has already been processed. But, you know, to put that in context, Chuck, uh, $400 million into the IRA 401k qualified retirement plan pool is would be like a drop of water in the Atlantic Ocean. I yeah. mean, it's 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 nothing. It's it's almost a rounding error. There's trillions of dollars that are in those plans. So certainly uh, it's very, very fringy at this point. Absolutely. OK, well, again, uh, you have to start somewhere. And I think that some people are a little hesitant. I know I would be. But then, of course, I'm in that uh, older generation uh, that uh, I'm still trying to work my PC and trying to figure out all the nuances on, uh, on my personal computer. All right, Andy, let's talk about 401ks versus Bitcoin IRAs. And uh, uh, again, if somebody's going to get involved with Bitcoin, uh, doing that versus uh, their uh, traditional 401k. Well, so that's an interesting question. And, you know, from a standpoint, you have limitations to how much you can put into each of those plans. So your 401k, what are we up to, like 19,000 or it's a percentage, 19,000, I think. 20,500. 20, yeah, it went up the day. Your, your, yeah, that yeah, you can put into it. So, work plan. you know, just from a, a strictly... Um, quantitative standpoint, you can put more into your 401k than you can your own individual held outside IRA. So that begs the question of, you know, are you maximizing what you're doing in your 401k? And then that comes down to the question of, you know, are you able to participate in the traditional or a, do you have a Roth option that you might want to look into? So, um, there's definitely different ways to think about what you're doing. But, you know, I think definitely if there is a match that's going on in your 401k, then take, get, do whatever you need to do to take the free money, get the match. And then from there, determine what's the best direction to go for yourself in order to diversify your funds. So whether that means going into the 401k, be it a Roth or a traditional, or be it doing something on the outside. 
All right. Uh, there are, however, Luke, less risky investments, aren't there? We don't have to uh, really look at Bitcoin as a, a viable option, right? Right. You don't have to. The more traditional options that have been out there um, are still available. And um, I think it's important for our audience to realize that, you know, most of the people that we're talking to are in retirement or near retirement. And so uh, by and large, they're not looking to take on a whole bunch of risk where they could lose 80 percent in you know a month or something like that. So um, there are less risky investments that can help you diversify your portfolio. Um, you can look at ETFs or exchange traded funds that could perhaps help you increase your yearly interest as your investment grows. Um, and the traditional stocks and government bonds are still a stronghold in the current economic environment and be, can be a great benefit. And I think the important part here, Chuck, for our listeners is that, you know, it, it's about a well diversified portfolio. You know, you want to hold various different assets cl asset classes with a, a balanced allocation approach um, being mindful of um, over contributing to any one area whether that's cryptocurrency or whether that's gold and silver or whether that's you know some sort of stock we don't want to have overexposure to one particular area well i'm kind of partial sam to the old roth ira and i, I suppose you could put part of it into a, a, a crypto but uh, i like the roth because of the uh, future non-tax ramifications yeah, and, and Roth is, uh, you know, it's more of a traditional style of an investment. Uh, it's used by millions of Americans. I mean, there are a lot of people that, that do that. But if you do have a Roth IRA, yeah, you could, uh, you know, you could you could add some crypto into there. Again, understanding, I don't think we can overemphasize it too much, the the risks involved with crypto. I mean, we run uh, we run a couple of, uh, of investment models through one of our partners and they're running the model but uh, they have included in that some cryptocurrency we have some inflation sensitive uh, models that have cryptocurrency in them and i, I own it uh, honestly i do own the model and i can tell you from personal experience that uh, the etfs the bitcoin etf and uh, and some of those it is not uncommon at all to see those moves six to ten percent in a day so I, I, we can't overemphasize, folks, if you're going to go into digital currency, I don't care what it is. I don't care what the name of it is. If it's a digital currency, you need to have the appetite for that thing to move in big swings because it's not if it's going to do it, it's when it's going to do it and to what degree. Absolutely. And so the bottom line, I don't like roller coaster rides, Sam. So uh, wrap it up for us here uh, and what you can do uh, and what you would uh, think about uh, for our listeners. Yeah, if you're not looking for a roller coaster ride, folks, I, I you know, I don't know that you necessarily need cryptocurrency. And like like Luke said, there are so many other other options that you can go into other than that. I would say at this point in time, uh, now I, I'll change my mind at any point. I'd reserve the right to do that as situations change. But at this point in time, I would treat cryptocurrency in a portfolio, retirement or otherwise, as purely speculative absolutely purely speculative it's going to be volatile it's going to move a lot there's going to be times you're going to be look at it and you're going to think you are the smartest person on the face of the planet and there's going to be other times you're going to look at it and you are just going to be absolutely mortified at what's going on it's being eyed for regulation by the government uh, you know never uh, minimize the government's ability to absolutely destroy an investment class by them getting involved in it so which was the whole point of bitcoin to begin with exactly that around. was the whole point of yeah. bitcoin was to <laughs> Intrusion. Yeah. So uh, they're trying their best to get their grubby mitts on it because they smell a tax dollar there potentially. So uh, we'll see. Time will tell. But I think that for most people uh, that are just doing solid retirement portfolios that are based more in income and capital preservation, um, 
crypto may not be the best choice for you but hey if you got questions about it uh chuck you can give them the telephone number but they can come in and we can certainly talk about it in a retirement lifestyle review just kind of look at your situation see who you are what you are and see you know does this make any sense for you um may or may not but the only way to find out is to give a call, check into it, and we'll see. All right, and that's at no cost and no obligation to visit with Sam or Andy or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies. And that phone number is 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. To get that retirement lifestyle review that Sam's talking about anywhere in the Fox Valley that you're listening to us. Again, 866-203-7486. It's no cost, no obligation. Come in and meet with the fine folks at Dual financial strategy, crypto or no crypto. What's coming up next, Sam? Is it ever too late to plan for retirement? Well, the short answer is no. When we come back, some strategies to help you get ready for your retirement if you're over 60. Well, life begins at 60, ladies and gentlemen, here for Dual for Natural Strategies. I'm Chuck Caton. I am considerably older than that, but it is your retirement, and it is never too late. And we've got Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel in studio once again. And they are at your service at 866-203-7486, because it is all about your retirement. Anywhere from Green Bay to Appleton, anywhere uh, in the Fox Valley. And the good thing about retirement planning is it's always better late than never. Until uh, the day you retire, you can prepare and optimize based on the current state of the economy. But you have to have this mindset that it's never too late. Uh, life begins at 60, I guess you'd have to say, Sam. But potentially greater returns than even if you're over 60. Uh, it's never too early to start. But the key is to diversify your portfolio. That's awful important no matter what age, right? Oh, for sure. And, you know, the, the term diversification gets so overused that I think it, it almost gets minimized. But this is just this is having a lot of different things. And what happens is people will have a portfolio. We see this happen all the time with mutual funds, Chuck, when we run an analysis, when people come in for a retirement lifestyle review. People own 10 different mutual funds and they say well i'm diversified because these 10 different mutual funds have 10 different names and we often find in true diversification what we would call correlation how similar or dissimilar are two different assets uh, two different asset classes we find that most people have the illusion of diversification they own a bunch of stuff but all of that stuff is basically the same or mostly the same so you really have to dig deep into a portfolio to find out are all these things you own actually different or do you just own eight or ten different things that in general are all pulling in the same direction but you have to have a hedge against losses inside of a portfolio you have to have risk assets you have to have preservation assets you have to have income assets it's not as easy as it sounds traditional uh, you know broker speak has said well we just put you in these five different things and now you're diversified no, you're not. You're you're not even remotely close. If you're not using something sophisticated like a riskalyze or a true uh, forensic examination of a portfolio, you're never going to know if you're diversified or not. But it is absolutely essential that you be diversified because that 
is what's going to keep you from that dizzying roller coaster ride that all of you tell us you don't want to take. Yeah, you don't want a parallel universe, that's for sure, when it comes to your investments. And you may have five or six of these mutual funds. And I think I, I might have even been guilty of it uh, 15 or 20 years ago with uh, before I got uh, knowledgeable about it as well. And I think that I, but there were certain terms, Andy, that I didn't understand, uh, like standard deviation. Let's talk about a portfolio standard deviation, because uh, when you uh, sit down uh, with uh, potential clients that come into dual financial strategies, they might want to know what that definition is. Yeah, so good question, Chuck. So standard deviation is basically, it's depicting your portfolio's risk. And the thing that you've got to consider is, how do you figure that out? I think that's one of the toughest things about statements today, if you actually get statements today, um, is figuring out what you've actually gotten as far as returns are concerned. The other part that's hard is, you know, we focus so much on the return that we lose sight of what our risk is in comparison to that. So we often have people come in. I mean, if you're going to sit down with us, we need to do a risk allies. We need to figure out what your number is between zero and 99. And then we can apply your portfolios, your existing portfolios into risk allies and compare that to what your actual number is. And what we find so often is that your number may be very different than what, if you're working with an advisor, what your advisor is recommending to you, or it could be very different from the models that you have available. I was just doing an analysis for one of our clients on their existing 401k, and his number was somewhere around 42, I think. And the options that he had in his 401k, the lowest risk option, came in at 67. Everything was beyond that as far as risk numbers were concerned. So that really doesn't line up very well for him. So it, it's very important to understand your risk number, like what your personal benchmark is, so that you can go out and, and tailor your portfolio to your number to make it more in line. Well, that's very important, and I think that uh, another thing that's probably more important, especially these days, uh, when we talk about uh, never starting too late in retirement, Luke, is that uh, inflation is here. And a lot of people, depending on how you calculate it, say it's double-digit inflation for the first time in over 40 years, and so you've got to be cognizant of it. We certainly do, and this is an area of concern for many people. Um, Inflation is something that investors have little control over, but um, there are ways to mitigate it, to reduce um, the overall impact somewhat. Um, The big concern when inflation is high is will it overtake, you know, the investment gains that you do have. Um, According to a recent study by Global Atlantic Financial Group, 71 percent so seven and ten people of retirement age um, are concerned about the impact of inflation on their their savings their retirement savings and while inflation may be resolved within the foreseeable future in similar fashion to the importance of diversifying your portfolio like we've been talking about investors especially those that are 60 and older have less time to recover from their losses and need to be aware of ways in which inflation may affect their retirement investments in the short term as well yeah that's the key i mean when you don't have a lot of time you you have to be very judicious uh, when it comes to uh, for example something that eats into the fees luke are are or eats into inflation are the fees i mean those are the little hidden termites that you can discern for people uh, catch you when you visit with them 
we can. Those are things that just like standard deviation, we can explore what are some of the other internal costs. Of course, you might be aware of uh, an advisory fee if that's been disclosed to you, but there can be other hidden costs, these termites that you talk about, that we can extrapolate to help you um, get kind of a foundational understanding of where you're at now. All right, let's uh, talk about it, Sam, as far as uh, how do you combat some of these things? Well, maybe you can focus on high-yield performers, but uh, uh, maybe need some help in uh, trying to discern which ones are which. Yeah, because high-yield is another one of those terms, uh, Chuck, that's that gets used a lot, and I think a lot of people don't really understand what it is. I mean, high yield, you're looking for, you know, a yield on that. Basically, what's that making you? You can almost look at it like interest. It's not actually that, but it's it's in that in that realm. But things like uh, real estate investment trusts, you'll sometimes hear those referred to as a REIT. Um, alternative investments, uh, commodities, you know, commodities are things like uh, fuel and wheats and grains, things like that. Um, these are things that you can include in a portfolio that in uh, cases will help boost it. But this is also something that you do in smaller doses. You know, you don't just go in. That's, that's usually the number one error that we'll see people make is that they think well if you know if some is good more is better and that ain't necessarily so in most cases if some is good then some is good don't overdo it uh, because you're going to get into a scenario there where uh, and this happens all the time people get euphoric things are good there's a particular asset class that's really performing so man they just dive into it uh, and then it's almost like it, it goes away and it just you know it just drops like a rock and now everything that they've done is any race so everything in its proper amount in a portfolio but yes uh to mix in some high yield type of assets some uh, maybe some alternative asset classes uh that could give you a boost as you're nearing that retirement age if you're trying to play a little bit of catch up all right uh, so uh, as we wrap up this segment sam i know that you have an offer that you'd like to give our listeners here in the Fox Valley because it's all about your retirement. It's an individual thing, and whether you're going to be delving into crypto or whether you're going to be delving into other things to combat inflation in your portfolio, the Riskalyzer, uh, let's uh, talk about what you can do for our listeners. Well, Chuck, we have seen an influx of calls coming into the office here recently. You know, the last few weeks, a lot. And the reason for it is because people are really concerned right now. Uh, and not only are they concerned about what's happening in the world, they're not not—they're concerned about inflation, they're concerned about stock market volatility. They're also concerned with the fact that they're not hearing anything from their advisors. They're not hearing a peep from the people that have always told them, well, hey, we've got our eye on this, we'll let you know what's going on. Well, about the most major event that most people have experienced since uh, essentially 2007, 2008, is happening right now and they're not hearing a word just like they didn't hear a word in 2008 so we're hearing an awful lot of you calling us to come in for this retirement lifestyle review honestly i'll tell you our schedules are packed they are very full right now we would like to get you in to at least do an evaluation and see do you need to get out of harm's way right now are you in harm's way and do you need to get moved out of it whether you're doing that on your own whether you're going back and talking with your own advisor about it we can at least run 
a review to see where are you, what do you need to do, and kind of get you pointed in the right direction. That's called a retirement lifestyle review. And I think at this point, Chuck, it's I think it's just absolutely imperative that people get this done uh, because many of you are scared. You don't know which direction things are going from one day to the next, and you're really afraid that it's going to have a horrifically negative impact on you. And that is the one thing that you cannot, under any circumstances, for any reason, allow to happen is to have a major negative event in your retirement portfolio five years before or five years after your retirement. So Chuck, give them the numbers, give us a call and let's sit down and just make sure that as we go through these trying times, it's not going to be trying for you. All right, Sam. And that number is 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And remember that Sam has that second uh, printing of his book, Purpose Determines Placement. We'll give you a copy of that too when you visit with Sam or Andy or Luke and uh, any of the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. Once again, it's 866 and remember, this is at no cost, no obligation. Just come in and have that discussion. If you are fearful of what's going on in the economic environment today and the volatility there is uh, in it, uh, well, over 20 years of experience is what Sam, Andy, and Luke have at Dual Financial Strategies to help you along. Once again, it is 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Anywhere uh, within the sound of my voice here in the Fox Valley. Well, Sam, we've got to take a break but uh, as the old saying says uh, the more things change the more they stay the same or something of that nature. something like that yeah that's the old saying the more things change the more they stay the same but that isn't necessarily true when it comes to retirement planning and when we come back some common sense facts about retirement that you need to be aware of on your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, and I am uh, happy to be in studio with the fine folks at uh, Dual Financial Strategies each and every week here in the Fox Valley. And of course, we're talking about Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel. And uh, again, uh, they can be reached uh, as easily as uh, the touch tone of your phone at 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation. And uh, even if you don't believe that those were the days uh, that you thought would never end, and then they did, as Sam said before, uh, this is going to be an interesting segment to talk about your retirement planning because, uh, Sam, uh, as they say in other aspects of life, this is not your father's retirement. Now, I don't know why they always talk about your father's retirement because mothers retire as well. So this isn't your father's or mother's retirement, isn't it, in the climate we have today? No, it's it's not. You know, the, the days of the 40-year career uh, working for the same company, 40 and out get the gold watch get the pension uh those are gone uh, those are long gone and and you all know it uh those things just do not exist anymore we're fortunate in our area that some of you do have pensions that were frozen years ago that will be available to you but it's not going to happen uh, and the truth that comes along with that is that we are responsible for our own finances. You are going to be responsible for funding the vast majority of your retirement income needs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Andy, uh, obviously uh, one of the axioms that does ring true is that uh, you're probably gonna live longer than your parents, so you better prepare. You better prepare is right. The average life expectancy for a 65-year-old is 19 years, and many of us will live another 25 or 30. 
So the good news is we have more opportunities to pursue those dreams, but we have to figure out a way to pay for it. And that can cost us a great deal of money. It really does. And again, Luke, uh, we harp on this from time to time. And even if somebody's just 60 or they're getting ready to retire, maybe they're approaching 65 and they're saying, oh my gosh, I'm going to get Medicare. But remember one thing, Medicare doesn't cover all your health care costs, does it? It does not. The program covers a lot of different um, services for older people, but you also need to consider a supplemental insurance policy to cover things that the doc at the doctor's office, prescription costs, dental expenses. And we do have somebody in our office named Lake that specializes in this very area. So if you've got questions on it, um, give us a call. All right. It's very easy. Uh, this is uh, a common uh, sentence, but it, it gets down to the bare facts, right, Sam, that you just need to take care of yourself. You do. You really do. I mean, you know, retirement is that time when, when those bad habits and bad decisions you made as a youth kind of come home to roost to you. So <laughs> You mean like and, smoking cigars or something? Yeah, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. getting yourself knocked around on a football field or whatever the case might be. It's yeah. like the hurts the hurts hurt more and hips, hurt longer. Hips, knees, and backs definitely <laughs> tell yeah, you about yeah, I know. It. I've got no cartilage in one of my hips, so I know what you mean. I still try to play golf. but Yeah, it happens. So, well... I have full cartilage in my hips, and I'm still incapable of playing the game. So, but, yes, you have to take care of yourself and put those priorities first. And, Andy, you still have to plan for the future because uh, despite having bad knees, bad shoulders, and bad hips, there is a future Santa Claus, right? <laughs> there is, and retirement is not cons constant. So there are many stages of retirement. You know, we talk about it all the time. These early years, your first probably 10 years in retirement are generally your most active years. They're probably going to cost you more from a standpoint of going and doing things and playing golf or vacationing or um, enjoying that time after you're done with work. But then then you start to transition into slowing down a little bit more. And now your health care costs could go up because you aren't able to do as much as you used to do, but you may be visiting doctors more often or having, you know, knees, hips, et cetera, replaced. So these are all things that we have to take into consideration. And if you haven't spent enough time saving and don't have like a health savings account or some other sort of expense account for your um, healthcare needs, I mean, the average is somewhere between 250 and 300,000 is what's being presented now as far as needs outside of your medical coverage to help offset your costs regarding how much medical care is going to cost. So it's important to um, take some time and really spend um, or save enough money to cover those things that you're going to need, especially if you're married. Well, I know that uh, we talk about the financial end of uh, saving for retirement, Andy, but Luke, I think there's more to retirement than money. There's that psychological thing. What are you going to do with all your time? How are you going to spend that? And what's going to be your mindset? Because it is all about more than money. Yeah, you can have all the retirement funds in the world and still be bored, lonely, and frustrated in retirement. So what do you want to accomplish? What impact do you want to have now that you're going to have, you know, those 2,000 to 2,200 hours a year? Um, what do you want to do with those? And that's another really important consideration as you go into retirement. Now, another thing, Sam, is that when you're talking about going into retirement, all this time you have to contemplate things. Uh, time is of the essence. you got to make good use of your time because it doesn't just uh, do you any good just wallowing around and watching television and just thinking about doing something. You've got to be active and not procrastinate. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, you're going to have this time now and putting it to its best use. As we get older, 
you folks have noticed that it like that clock ticks a whole lot faster than it used to that's uh, 24 hours in a day uh goes by a whole lot faster than it did when we were 25 so yeah just make make sure that you're using your time the way that you want to use your time at that at that point but as you said chuck there ain't no room left for procrastination at this point so folks if you were saying hey someday i'm gonna well it's someday so what are you gonna do absolutely yeah you're right and don't regret anything either because you know not everybody's perfect uh, when it comes to any aspect of life especially when it comes to retirement planning so if you've made some mistakes sandy in the past don't regret them just try to correct them absolutely i mean we can't go back and change anything so we might as well look forward learn from it move on um and keep on going. All right, Luke. Uh, seriously, uh, there's some considerations as we get older. We talk about retirement, and you've got to prepare yourself for it in a lot of different ways, and a lot of people shy away from this. Uh, I wish I had a dime for every uh, friend I had that uh, told me that they didn't have a will or they didn't take a look at uh, talking to their loved ones about end-of-life decisions, uh, whether a medical power of attorney, power of attorney. That's very, very crucial, isn't it? It absolutely is. This is an essential area. Again, like I was just talking about with, um, you know, there being more to retirement than just the money. Um, You can have the best financial plan in the entire world and all your ducks in a row from an investment standpoint. But if you haven't gone through the exercise of having uh, a an estate plan put in order with either a will or a trust, um, having powers of attorney that can step in um, to help you make financial decisions, somebody to help you make um, healthcare decisions, um, that financial plan can come crumbling down really quick with the cost of care today. So um, it's not a pleasant task, but it needs to be done. And it's easier to start having these conversations, especially with loved ones around you know, what your expectations are at end of life now while you're relatively healthy. Um, the, the more the days go on, the more difficult that becomes. Absolutely. And Sam, uh, it's uh, the old adage, this is true, this is concrete. Only you can prevent forest fire. Oh, excuse me. Uh, only you are responsible for your own retirement. I'm not Smokey Bear when I say that. Yeah, it's, you know, the one thing we always think about in that instance, Chuck, is when you retire, when you're starting to do this planning, what you're really trying to get to is you want to take a retirement lifestyle change off the table. You do not want to get into retirement and then have to change your lifestyle because you lost a bunch of money, because you didn't plan correctly, because you're spending too much or nobody ever got you an income plan. But you're responsible for that. You know, at the end of the day, you are going to have to look at yourself in the mirror and you're going to have to say, look, I either planned correctly or I didn't plan correctly. And if you didn't plan correctly and bad things happen, hey, I'm sorry that bad things happen, but you didn't plan. So they always say, plan your work, work your plan, make sure that as you're going into retirement, that that is set up so that you know where your guardrails are, you know what the expectations are, you know what the parameters are, what can this retirement plan do, what can this retirement plan not do, at what point in time is it not doing what it's supposed to do, all of those different things. But if you will do that, and if you, along with your advisor, will take personal responsibility for what's happening and follow that responsibility and follow that plan, you'll be fine, you'll do well. But the people that we find that are anxious, uh, that have had issues, that have had problems, it's because you never had a cognizant plan to begin with, or maybe, no offense, but maybe 
you're one of those people that just can't follow a plan but you got to be you got to be clear with yourself about that too if you just can't follow a plan no matter how good it is well folks you could have somebody put together the greatest financial plan on the face of the planet but if you're not going to follow it then you can't blame the person that put it together but finding out what you need how you need it where you need it why you need it that's where we come in at that's what that retirement lifestyle review is all about it's no cost it's no obligation but i think more importantly than all of those things andy and luke is that it's no pressure Mm -hmm. it is very very easy to do it'll take about an hour Appleton, Green Bay, if you can hear our voice, you're pretty close to one of our one of our offices. But when people come in, I find, Andy, that the number one thing they usually say to us when we're done is, I wish I would have met you 15 years ago. Yes, that would be a very common statement. Wish I would have done this a dozen years ago. Mm-hmm. Or, I, or I learned more in this 45 minutes to an hour than I had learned with my previous advisor. It's another common one. For sure. So that's all it is. It's just a, it's just a chance folks, but give us a chance to help you. If you feel like you're needing help, give us a chance to, to, to give you some help on that. We'd love to do it. We appreciate you so much. And we, we are humbled when you come in to see us, but you got to pick up the phone or you got to jump on the website. I don't know who you are. We can't see you. We're sitting behind microphones and you're listening to our voice coming out of your speaker. I don't know what you might need from us, but we're happy to provide it. But you got to pick up the phone and make that appointment. Absolutely. And that number is very simple. It's 866. It's a toll-free number, 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And again, as Sam said, no cost, no obligation to get that retirement lifestyle review. Uh, As uh, Luke said, maybe you had a previous advisor that you are questioning. You uh, have some... doubts about and you want to get a second opinion well it is uh, at your service the dual financial strategies folks uh, whether it is uh, sam or andy or luke or anyone on their team with over their score of years of experience uh, they can help you at no cost no obligation and uh, sit down and uh, as sam said no pressure 866-203-7486 that's the number 866-203-7486 dual financial strategies from green bay to appleton anywhere in the fox valley well it's been a fast moving show sam and now it's question and answer time yeah and you know it's always nice to hear from all of you that are listening to us and i gotta tell you you've been busy this week asking some really good questions we're going to tackle some of those when we come right back Our final segment of Dual Financial Strategies, Your Retirement Show. I'm Chuck Caton, and uh, we have Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel in the studio, and uh, they are ready to tackle some of your questions. We'll start with Sam, and you're all set to go, aren't you? Uh, well, we're going to say we are. We'll see what uh, we'll see what uh, I need to talk about here. All right, we're going to go to Appleton. Amy's in Appleton right now, and uh, she wants to know what's going to happen to retirement accounts uh, in this falling stock market. Uh, well, it doesn't fall every day, but uh, Amy's certainly a little bit uh, scared about that. She says, I'm not living on them now, but I'll be starting uh, coming up about six months from now, and it's frightening to think about. But uh, what do we do right now? I think she may be watching too much Bloomberg or CNBC or any of the other financial shows. Well, it's, you know, uncertainty is scary. That's, that's uncertainty is the, is the most frightful thing in the world. And, and Amy, I don't blame you one bit. 
uh, it it's a scary time right now and especially you're looking at a retirement account that yes you are seeing it go downward at this point in time uh, this market is very very volatile at this point and with you being uh, near retirement here in September you're awfully close and as we say you can't afford uh, a major hit in your retirement savings when you're in that retirement red zone so you are definitely i mean you're in the deep purple zone of it because you're getting ready to call it a day but you have to not allow the concern and the fear to paralyze you you can begin to do some reallocation you know you're probably in a 401k if you're going to start uh if you're getting ready to retire so this is an opportune time for you to sit down with us and to talk about this and let's look over what your allocations are in your current accounts maybe they need to be shifted maybe there needs to be a shift uh, away from some of the risk-based assets even if it's for the interim even if it's for a short time maybe it's time for you to start structuring your portfolio to where you are more income based maybe you need to start layering in some principal preservation into that uh, the one thing to remember though amy that i would say is as you're watching your accounts gyrate and i know that you're seeing them move off for most people that we're talking to today, the losses that they're having right now are losses to their profit. It's not losses to your original principal. And I don't want to minimize that, but you do also have to keep it in the proper perspective to say, okay, I've got a lot of profits in this account. The last several years have been really, really good. And yes, I'm giving some of it back, but for most of you, and I would hope for you as well, Amy, it's not a situation where you're derailing an account, but please do not sit passively on the side and just hope because hope is not a part of a retirement plan. No, absolutely not. All right, Andy, we've got uh, Earl in uh, De Pere who says if a lump sum 401k withdrawal was uh, taxed at the time of the withdrawal, is that amount added to the entire annual income figure? Would I file my taxes federally? Uh, if it is, it seems like uh, it is being taxed twice. Now, how do taxes uh, on 401k withdrawals work? Well, so if you're going to do a lump sum withdrawal and it's been taxed at the time of that withdrawal, did you withhold enough, I guess is part of the question. Yeah. Um, because it does count um, from a standpoint of, you know, increasing your income that year. So you just want to make sure that you actually were withholding enough on that withdrawal because that's going to come out at a different time than when you're actually doing your taxes later on. Yeah. And you got to remember, Earl, that that's not it's not being taxed twice. Because when no, you put not. money into your 401k. It's never been taxed. Yeah, you, you never paid any taxes on that money that went into the account to begin with. For example, Earl, if you made, let's say you were putting 100 bucks per pay period into your 401k and you made $1,000. Well, what your employer did is they took the $100 from your, from your $1,000. They put it into your 401k and then you were only taxed on $900 on that check. So you've never paid taxes on any of the money that's gone in there. And also, it's called tax deferral. You've never paid any taxes on any of the gains. So not a penny of that money has ever been subjected to state or federal taxes. So when you withdraw it, whether it's systematically, whether it's in a lump sum, however you do it, or when you're forced to start taking it out of there at age 72, all of that money will always be 
taxable. Income. It's taxable. It, it's no different based than getting the, a paycheck. Based on it's whatever income. level you're at. Whatever you're, tax bracket yeah. you're in. Absolutely. And well, I think for another thing to consider, too, a lot of times when we talk about lump sum anything, it's uh, a rollover of some kind. Most people aren't rolling right. into retirement saying, hey, I want to take a lump sum withdrawal of out. the yeah. entire balance yep. out. That could be very overwhelming, Earl. So um, it. If you're thinking, hey, I'm going to take this out, put it somewhere, and then it's going to get taxed again when it comes out. Yeah, that could be a double tax. But if you're just sliding this over into an IRA or something, it's not going to be taxed at that point if it's done properly. Yeah, I was just going to say, guys, if he takes this out and puts it in his pocket, he's crazy. Uh, Depends on how how big his 401k is. That's right. There there you go. He's going to get hit, though. All right, let's go to Damien and Howard. And Luke, uh, he wants to know what fees should I expect uh, for a normal mutual fund or an ETF? Are mutual fund fees uh, typically higher than ETF fees? Uh, Is it close to 5% or is close to 5% too high a fee? And we talked about these termites. A lot of people want to know about them. Yes, Damien, you bring up a good question, um, and it's challenging to know as a consumer, you know, what are your fees going on inside of these different accounts? Um, And absolutely, mutual funds will typically have an average fee of 1% to 2%, just kind of built into the overall structure of them. Uh, Mutual funds are often actively managed, so there's a lot more moving parts associated with them. Exchange-traded funds, or the ETFs that you referenced, um, those will have a fraction of the the cost of a mutual fund in most cases. You're looking at tenths of a percent, so it's not uncommon to be under a tenth of a percent um, into, you know, maybe 20 or 30th of of a 1%. Another thing to keep in mind as you're exploring different investments and considering the other options out there, something called revenue sharing agreements. And this is um, incentives that companies will give brokers um, to provide a certain um, investment tool to clients. So think about it when you go to the grocery store. um, Those items that are on eye level are always there. And a lot of times that's what people are buying because those um, they're paying to have that spot in the store. And the same is true of of different investment tools. But you're asking the right questions. ETFs are often, uh, most often cheaper than the mutual funds. And if you're paying close to 5%, um, yes, that is a crazy high fee today. Absolutely. All right, you've got another one here, Luke. Joy and Freedom wants to know, uh, I've heard that I can invest uh, a health savings account in mutual funds. How do I do that? Joy, you can. The um, the days are gone of just having to let your HSA or your health savings account sit in a you know a money market type of account, which today is earning nothing. Um, there are a number of different custodians that you can go to. When I say custodian, I just mean uh, an, a, a company that you can buy and sell different investment tools on. Um, Fidelity comes to mind. Uh, They've been a really good resource for this for many people and there are many others where you can, um, the investment world is really opened up to you. I mean, you can utilize mutual funds or on the heels of the conversation we were just having about retirement fees and the termites associated with some accounts. Um, Exchange traded funds are at your disposal. Uh, Individual stocks are at your disposal. Um, The only thing you want to keep in mind here is that um, if you're expecting to need these funds, make sure that your risk is in line with with that. Um, And yeah, and then a lot of these companies will provide you a debit card or something like that to make it really easy should you need to use this for a qualified medical expense. It can be deducted right from that account. The only thing, uh, the only little recommendation I'll give to you, um, because 
prior to investing these funds inside of your HSA, um, you know, there was always cash there in the money market. But if you've got your HSA invested, you always want to make sure that you've got cash at your disposal. So when you do go and swipe that, it can be deducted out of that account. All right, Sam, very quickly from Greenville, we've got Kathy who wants to know, can I contribute to a Roth IRA and still participate in my employer's sponsored retirement plan? Yeah, you can, Kathy. You can do that. Uh, you can contribute outside of it. The, the thing to remember, though, is that contributions inside of your employer's plan, as well as contributions to an outside plan like a Roth IRA, they do have limits on them. They all have annual contribution limits in them. Uh, and they not only do they have annual contribution limits, when you are uh, contributing to a plan outside of your work plan that has income limitations in other words there are phase outs if you make too much money um, then you can't contribute to a Roth IRA outside of your account uh, but when you uh, when you come in we'll sit down we'll take a look at it see if you uh, qualify for a Roth contribution uh, within the, the, the specified income limitations and uh, kind of help guide you on where would be the best place, what you might want to think about, some of those things. But yeah, you can absolutely do that within, within tax parameters. All right, uh, Sam, uh, I know you can help listeners in every which way possible when it comes to retirement planning. Yeah, and that's what we were just talking about. You know, the people people have these questions, and uh, you know, we we appreciate so much that you you are uh, interested in what we're talking about. And yeah, that's that's kind of what the retirement lifestyle review is about, Chuck. I mean, it's it's your individual personal questions that you've either always had and never gotten answered, or maybe we have, uh, you know, maybe we've triggered questions for you on the different topics that we talk about on the show, but whatever the case might be, um, just remember, this is your retirement. That's the reason why we named this show. It's a very specific reason for the name of the show. It's your retirement. This isn't Sam's retirement. This isn't Luke's retirement. This isn't your neighbor's retirement or your brother-in-law's retirement. This is your retirement. You're different. There are no two retirement plans that are the same. There are no two individuals that are the same. Everybody's got something different they want to do, something different they want to achieve. Let's sit down and talk about what those things are for you. When do you want to do it? How do you want to do it? Why do you want to do it? Where do you want to do it? That's the important things about retirement. Look, the size of your purse when you retire, how much you've saved, as long as you've got enough money saved, folks, to generate the necessary retirement income for you in conjunction with your Social Security and other outside sources that you've got, it's okay. You don't have to be worried about that. You just got to make sure that you're doing the right things at the right time for the right reasons schedule a retirement lifestyle review talk to rick chuck will give you the information for getting a hold of us and let's sit down in these trying times when we know you're scared and let's see if we can alleviate some of that fear for you all right it's 866-203-7486 that's 866-203-7486 to get that retirement lifestyle review from bill financial strategies remember they've got over 20 years of experience in this realm here in the fox valley and once again 866-203-7486 uh, because it is, as Sam says, your retirement. Sam, your final thoughts. Appreciate so much, everybody, tuning in. We'll be back here again, same time, same place, next week. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin-registered investment advisor.
Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.